Hello and Merry Christmas 2022 from the Prison Officer Podcast. You know, I just wanted to get on here and and tell you guys thank you. Now, I spent many Christmases myself working inside the prison. Um, I know what it's like to be away from family or to have to get up at 5 in the morning so that the kids can open presents before uh, before you go to work. Or sometimes they have to put it off for an entire day. I've had the the family have to wait till I had a day off, so we may have Christmas the day after or the day before. And I know that many of you are doing that. I just want to take the time to say thank you and let you know that there are people thinking about you while you're at work and while you're doing the tough job. Because just because it's Christmas, uh, the job doesn't get easier. You don't get to kick your feet up on the table today. Matter of fact, you're probably going to be running a a larger meal than usual. And uh, you may even have inmates who are dealing with the stress of being in prison or being in jail during the holidays, and they're going to they're gonna act up. So a lot of people think it's a, an easier day for us on the inside, but very often I found that one of the tougher days was the holidays, whether it be Christmas or Thanksgiving or, or whatever. It seemed like we always had a, a little more action. So one of the things I thought about doing, and I had a script prepared as I was going to... Uh, also talk about what happened in 2022 and where I thought we were headed in 2023. I'm not going to recap 2022. There was a, it's not a fun read. (laughs) It was a tough time for corrections this last year. Uh, A lot of you guys, and and I get to go out as a master instructor for Pepperball, and I get to go out and, and visit with a lot of you guys and gals in jail and in prisons and talk to you about your jobs and what's going on. And I know that your overtime and your hours of work are off the chart. Um, I've talked to some of you who are getting mandatory three, four times a week, and that's just extra stress on you and your family. And I know absolutely I was an overtime hog. I worked a ton of overtime. Uh, Many times I worked four or five times a week, but there's a big difference from when you volunteer for that overtime and when you're mandatory. And I know that. So I know some of you are really feeling beat down, but uh, just know that uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, if we work together, there are people out there trying to make things better. This last year, there has been, maybe not for all of you, but for a lot of you, pay has went up, which is uh, a long time coming and hopefully not done yet. Uh, if there is a Uh, shining light to what's been going on in the last couple of years with the shortages and recruitment and retention. Uh, It's got to be that finally they're having to pay us more. They're nowhere near what we deserve, but at least they're paying us more and and you guys are are getting a little more money in your pocket. So if there is a a bright light to that or a a light at the end of the tunnel, I, I think that may be it. So what are we looking at for 2023? Well, I think you're going to continue to see uh, agencies have to make working conditions better, and that's going to be your pay and your benefits, uh, that type of stuff. I think you're going to see agencies start to rely on uh, electronic security measures more, uh, which I'm not totally for. I know there's agencies looking at at, uh, drones instead of patrol vehicles or towers. I know that... uh, Many agencies are looking at some of the new generation of 
uh, fence and motion detectors, uh, infrared, stuff like that. So I think you're going to see some of that coming on as they try to deal with the, the staff shortages. I think you're going to see it on the inside where we're going to see officers keeping reports and doing uh, logs and that type of stuff more and more on small handheld personal electronic devices or tablets. In some ways, that's going to help. In some ways, that's going to add one more layer to the disconnection that happens between uh, the line staff and the administration. And I think it's also going to disconnect uh, officers from the inmates that we supervise. We already have a lot of that happening, but uh, those are some of the things I think that you can look for in the next year. You're going to see more and more of that. As I look around the internet, I do see at least more of a conversation going on than I've seen in the past about what we do and what corrections deals with. Now, some of that is people looking into what we do because there hasn't been done well in some areas. Uh, Some of that is just people finally becoming aware. They're finally beginning to understand a little bit that the reason they get to have a quiet Christmas Eve with their family, the reason they get to snuggle all warm in their beds with visions of sugar plums dancing in their heads is because you're at work and you're keeping some of those nightmares locked up. And so maybe we'll get a little bit more understanding from the public that we serve this year. Uh, that's my hope. That's that's part of the reason why I put this podcast together. And this is just a moment for me to jump on here and talk to you guys, try to lift you up a little bit for the holidays because I know it's tough. And another thing I wanted to share with you was a poem that I found. Now, I've seen many of these, you know, uh, the night before Christmas in jail, different versions of this, but this one's one of the better ones. And I don't know who wrote it. I found it on a website in Belgium, but I thought I'd share it with you because it really, it struck home and I think a lot of you will enjoy it and uh, probably get a couple of chuckles from it. So this is called A Correctional Officer's Christmas. "'Twas the night before Christmas and all through the jail. The inmates were snoring, softly dreaming of bail. Most of the inmates were nestled, all snug in their racks, visions of Suboxin, Marlboros in packs. Rookie with his attitude and eye full of fight had just finished a walkthrough and lockdown for the night. When down the hall there arose such a clatter, we sprang out of booking to see what was the matter. We whisked down the hallway to the outer hole door, all the while on the radio, holding cell four. The eerie fluorescence gave off a dull glow. We opened the door. The what? We didn't know. They were packed in like sardines. There was simply no room. And amidst all the faces, we saw despair and gloom. The one diabetic huddled up in the back, whining, My sugar's dropping. I think I need a snack. So we took him to medical, but his sugar was fine. So back in the cell, no free snack this time. Then from my radio, the control room did say, Interstate in the sally port, combatant on the way. He could tell right away, this one would be trouble. So he ordered us all back to booking on the double. He was cussing and swearing. He reeked of cheap beer, screaming, Take off these handcuffs. I have no fear. I approached the wino. And in my corrections voice, I stated, calm down, 
good or bad, it's your choice. We set him in a chair and advised him to stay. I was already reaching for my OC spray. He jumped to his feet. He was looking to fight. I gave him one last warning. Straighten up and act right. He called me an asshole, tried to spit in my face. So I hit the trigger. Top cop. How's that taste? We moved him to the shower to decontaminate. Then we put him in a cell. The booking process could wait. When he sobers up, we will try again. Hell, he's already asleep. I'd call that a win. So remember while you're all snuggled in bed and sweet dreams of Christmas dance around in your head. Think of all of us COs out there fighting the good fight. Wish us Merry Christmas and a not-so-crazy night. Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a safe shift.